The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerate, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780-ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or get on the Blitz Facebook page and send a message. Aaron may, might read it if he likes it. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975, you can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. You know the number for that. And uh, I hope uh, everyone is surviving the Tiger Woods auto accident. <laughs> well, you, know, you and I did, thankfully. We're going to get through this together, guys. We will. Um, so, yeah, we talked about that. In a little, uh, and admittedly made fun of it a little bit in the first uh, hour and made fun of the Texans a little bit because they're easy to make fun of. Uh, can I ask you a college basketball question? Sure. Is it personal? Um, not really. Okay. Well, I it, it's, Good. I wasn't going to answer any personal questions today. So, okay. Why did you dribble that ball off your foot and cost yourself a game? No. Um, Jay Billis said uh, he's got three teams that he thinks can beat Baylor and Gonzaga. Okay. He says, I don't know where we got this idea. Somehow Baylor and Gonzaga are unbeatable. They <laughs> they've been the best teams and they've been the most consistent and they have separated. But have we forgotten all about history here? People are going to say uh, Duke two years ago. No one could beat Duke two years ago. Even if you remember, I said Virginia would win the championship that year, and they did. Zion Williamson was not built for the tournament. I didn't think. Well, he I, said in ninety in ninety one, UNLV was the best team by a wide margin and got beat. So that's that's going back a little bit. Yeah. Ninety one, uh, and then he said, "There's a reason we've gone since seventy six where we haven't had an undefeated national championship." Because this is basketball and it's different. It is, but the difference between the you know the past and now is, you've got two of these teams that are just juggernauts, that are you know head and shoulders above everyone else. And if you're going to win a championship, the chances are good you're going to have to beat both of them. Yeah, unless somebody gets them for you beforehand. Oh, there's a press conference. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, but I'm I'm curious because he, he listed three teams: Michigan, Michigan, one of them, Illinois, Illinois. Uh, I, I don't even know who the third team is. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Whoever it is, who is it? Florida State. No. <laughs> Says in Florida a, State. Now Florida State's been better this year than I thought they were gonna be, and they've got some real athletes that could give some like they could give a team like Baylor problems, but. I, I don't think so. I, I don't think they're good enough defensively to beat those teams. Well, and you're, you're also kind of assuming that all of those teams are going to get deep enough to play them. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's the kind of the flip side of that argument. You say, oh, well, uh, these teams could beat them, but there's no guarantee that Illinois or Michigan gets that far. You know what? I'll give you a third team if I've got to pick one. Yeah, Al- you have to pick one. Alabama could, if they get hot from outside, they, they played a, a, a pretty wild pace Really good on defense, uh, can hit threes, and they have a good coach. I, if I had to pick a third team that I thought could maybe do it, it's them. Okay, Ohio State and Iowa, the, they, their defense is not good enough 
right now. Um, I, I don't think uh, it, it. And the the one thing is, and you know this better than anybody, those guys can have an off game against a team like an Ohio State that is pretty good that plays its best game. Yeah, and in the tournament, especially, and especially for teams like this that haven't lost, you start getting down in the second half. Things start getting tight. Uh, you, you start forcing shots a little bit. You start trying to make more things happen. Start fouling a little more. Um, you turn the ball over, and that's that's why we see upsets. Now, I don't think it's you – know, I'm kind of with you. I think it's going to be hard for anybody. It's going to be hard for both of those teams to lose. But So, to what you're saying, and, and really, like, that's the other thing. Sometimes on a good or on a bad night for those Gonzaga teams and, or Gonzaga and Baylor, they could have a bad night. And still be better. Oh yeah, the, yeah. And the Gonzaga at, game at least, against at least who they've played so far. Now I think you get deeper in a tournament that that can change. The Gonzaga game against West Virginia, Gonzaga got like it got outscored at the free throw line by like twelve, fifteen points. Uh, they got out rebounded in that game, and I think they were like twenty five percent from three, which is way below their their average. They still won the game. They still won the game. This is and and. Gonzaga's played against Iowa, who's yeah, you know, one of the top teams in the country right now. And they Iowa played a good game against them and they still beheaded Iowa. Like it, at the end of the day, it wasn't a close game. Iowa gave them hell and it, it just wasn't close. Um they they beat Virginia soundly. You know, Virginia one of the best defenses in the country. Iowa one of the best offenses. These these teams have been battle tested. Baylor in a different way, Baylor is more of a, you know, they, they've played the the grind of a Big Twelve schedule. Although they they're coming off a COVID shutdown, their first game back tonight, but they've they've beaten Illinois soundly. Illinois, who we just talked about, is one of those teams. Like if they if they play Illinois anything like the first time they played Illinois, Illinois can't beat them. I mean that it was it was a double digit like a, a smash spot for uh, for Illinois. So. Or I mean, for for Baylor in that game, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I get the you want to make the tournament more interesting angle, like you want to say there's all, and of course you can always say, well, there's always a chance, just like there's always a chance a 16 seed can beat a one seed, and we've seen now it, it happens occasionally, yeah, it happens once, but <laughs> saying there's always a chance before every tournament, doesn't, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's and so, I'm, I'm not saying that, I, but I am saying that. I mean, there are circumstances in tournament play that can happen that where a team like that gets beat, but it's pretty it's pretty rare. And that's it, I mean, just like uh, more like a two fifteen than a one sixteen because that's happened more than once. Yeah, the the problem with these teams like uh, it, like what you what you like to think is if if one guy gets injured, then this team becomes vulnerable because right. that's most teams in college basketball. If 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 a key guy gets injured, those teams are now like when Zion got injured against w- yeah. with Duke, it was like, oh, now RJ Barrett's your lead dog. You start to see, oh, maybe there's some some holes here. Uh, I mean, and Jared Butler's easily the best player on Baylor, but it, when you start talking about Davion Mitchell and Macy Oteague and, and Mark Vidal, like you go down the line, and they've got a bunch of these guys. They've got guys who could step up in that yes. situation real easily. And Gonzaga has three. Uh, they've got three guys who are going to be in the discussion for first-team All-Americans, uh, which is just crazy. And if they lost one of them, would it hurt? Sure. But if they lost Drew Timmy, they'd have 
Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert, two guys who are going to go as lottery picks. You know, and and on top of like behind that, they've got guys like Joel Ayai and Andrew Nimhard who are who would be the best players on a lot of good teams. So they're just so deep. Those two teams just had they're they're well coached and they're really deep with with top end talent. Illinois has like Illinois with uh, Coburn and and Ayo Desumu has. If you're talking about like NBA Jam, like the best two guys, you put them out there. Yeah, they they're they can hang. Like those two guys are both really really good. They can hang with these teams at the top, but then the drop off to number three, it, Baylor and Gonzaga really start to pull away. Um, and, and it's just most teams don't even have that. Most teams have like a top guy and a strong second guy, and then a couple like you know role players. Gonzaga has like three top tier, like top fifteen players in the country on one team. That's not fair. All right, I'll give you one scenario, Rona. The pro well, that's possible, but Gonzaga and Baylor have now both gone through full Rona shutdowns. So Yeah, the, but but did it I get could, did it get the whole team is the question because if you wind up having that happen again. And then we we don't ever know the answer to that. Right. Like, uh, right. that cuz they well, the only one we know us. the answer to is that Kelvin Sampson told us his entire team had it. Yes. So we know UH doesn't have to worry. Oh, about if, it. and if if Baylor and Gonzaga were smart when they shut it down, especially Gonzaga had theirs early yeah, in the you, season, I'd have them all tonguing each other. Yeah, they better all start, you know, <laughs> licking each other's shoes and things like that, and you know, breathing in each other's hair, <laughs> licking the microphone, a la yeah. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, where all this started. Uh, so and, and Baylor just now coming, they, they're just coming off a shutdown. Although their shutdown wasn't as long as as some of these other teams. And they're doing like the Big Twelve is. They're talking about canceling their game on Thursday with West Virginia, and I think the Big Twelve is trying to play fewer games down the stretch than they were supposed to. And it makes sense for Baylor; they don't want to put Baylor at risk because Baylor's their right. Their shot at, at a championship. Yeah, well, I, I think every one of these conferences probably is at a point where maybe we need to just make sure we get to the tournament. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and like, there's there's nothing wrong with that in this scenario. Uh, I, I don't have any problem with it. And it, a lot of people have asked about the uh, the, the conference tournaments, like our team's going to play, in their, like the good team's going to play in their conference tournaments. I don't know. I, I mean, I think to some schools, winning the conference is a big deal. But And, at, and at I know, point, like, to Baylor, it's a big deal. Baylor doesn't have a bunch of Big 12 championships. But you got something bigger to play for. You know, Gonzaga has 100 WCC yeah, championships. I, I mean, if, if you're them, you don't need to play. If you're Baylor, I, I, I think, and you have bigger goals. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to win a, a tournament title. Just hang up a regular season championship yeah. banner. I, if, if I'm Houston, I'm not playing a tournament. There's no I point. No way. Change, all it's going to do is hurt my seating yeah. if I lose a game. Yep. And, so. and UH is probably locked into like a three, well, unless they lose another yeah, ridiculous I, game. But I kind of the, hope, hope they're the top four as opposed to being a three. So you can avoid yeah. being in the bracket. Well, but here's the thing about the bracketing this year. The Big Ten has so many teams at the top. There's supposed to be a rule where two teams from the same conference can't be in the same top four teams, but the Big Ten has too many teams. It's, right. it's there's going to it's going to change some things around. I just I I'll, I'll take a four and not have to play Gonzaga or, or Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, at some point you're going to have to beat a Michigan or an Ohio State or an Illinois or something like that if you yeah. want to get to a, uh, an Elite Eight or a Final Four. Yep. And so that. I, 
I'd rather have that than the other two teams. Might as well beat them one game sooner than you would have had to beat them. Yeah. Uh, and well, might as well, yeah, because if you can get if you can get by those guys and you at least get to a Final Four, uh, or you know, I, mean, I think Elite Eight is probably the ceiling for them. But if you got to a Final Four, even even if you got eaten alive by Gonzaga at that point, at least you got to the Final Four. Yep, it's better than having it happen around before. Um, I saw I saw something interesting about. I want to get to some quarterback draft stuff because there's a name that kind of popped up today that uh, kind of surprised me how high he would go in the draft. And and I want to talk about that when we come back. All right. All right, quick break. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. This is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. And uh, just real quick, for those of you who missed the hockey picks, I'll, I'll do them one more time. Uh, minus 130 Edmonton tonight against Vancouver. A uh, little, little extra juice there, but uh, I, I feel pretty good that the numbers say uh, whenever Vancouver starts the goalie who's starting tonight that they're going to struggle against uh, Edmonton. So I uh, uh, like that one. And then over six on Montreal-Ottawa, do not take six and a half, though. So there you go. Edmonton right. is now minus 135. Well, I made that bet when I said it, so I, I mean, that's okay. I think anything to minus 140 is fine. The total hasn't changed. Okay. Well, yeah, but I'm not betting the total. Oh, okay. If I bet the no, total. No, no, for the Montreal oh, Ottawa it's, game. it's still six? Six minus 110. Okay. So I, I threw out something about a, a quarterback who is climbing the ranks, but apparently former New York J- Jets general manager and ESPN analyst Mike Tannenbaum said uh, Mac Jones won't get past number eight. He said the Panther, he said Matt Rule loved Jones at the Senior Bowl. Of course, Carolina in need of a quarterback. Um, I don't know what to make of Mac Jones because they did have a historic offense last year. But how much of that was the fact that he had a Heisman winning wide receiver who just got open at will? That helps. Uh, But, I mean, he, he looks the part. But I'm also kind of skeptical of, of Alabama guys because they are surrounded by so much talent. Uh, but then, but you would say the same so thing about was, Trevor Lawrence. Well, you say the same thing about uh, Justin uh, Fields, uh, Jose Burrow. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you like Jose Burrow, don't you kind of have to like Mac Jones? Mm-hmm. Kind of similar, right? And I mean, I think Burrow the season before started looking like that guy by the end of the year. But uh, I don't know. I mean, number eight? You taking him number eight? I'm not. I'm, but I've also been on record as outside of Trevor Lawrence. I'm not taking one of these guys in the first round. But this is this also could be Carolina kind of trying to, you know, if, if what they've said about, the te- about Deshaun is true, that they're really willing to go all in for Deshaun, you know, acting like they think Mac Jones is worth the eighth pick. And then saying, well, you'd get Mac Jones plus two other first-round picks. 
and Christian McCaffrey. Stop, suddenly, stop, stop trying to send me Christian McCaffrey. Oh, well, if you'd rather not have him, that's fine. I'd rather not have him. I mean, it, it, it comes back to what makes sense for your team. He, okay. he doesn't add anything to the Texans, frankly, because I mean, he, he's better off where he is, especially if they get Deshaun. And I'm, I, I mean, you know, 25 year old running back on his second deal coming off an injury. Okay. I, I don't I don't think that makes any sense for the Texans. Not that he's not a great player, not that he's not fantastic. I just don't think it makes any sense. But if they're saying, you know, we're willing to offer all this, including this pick that we are willing to we'd like to take Mac Jones at, maybe the Texans go, Well, if Mac Jones is that you remember this is a dummy franchise. No, this is the dumbest franchise in all of sports right now. So I'm sure that the Jesus Easter be sitting there going, Is he a Jesus guy? Yeah. Shout out to the fish. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's name is Christian. Remember that? Well, I know that, and see, that's why he makes sense, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think. Uh, well, I, that's the thing. I can't think like the Texans because first off, you have to just turn off your IQ completely, right? You have to go to zero. Hey, Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, I like him. He purdy. You know, that that's that's kind of how you have to think if you're the Texans, but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I, I just is there's nothing about the more I the more I think about this whole front office that they have now. Well, we know what Cal's about. We know what Jesus is about. We were hoping Casario would be, you know, the he would bring some change, but. If his whole thing is, oh, well, you know, Jack's my best friend. And, you know, this is it. Buddy Howe, that's your that's your big move so far, AJ. Yeah. Well, I mean, game changer. Franchise changer. Uh, like Christian is worth it as a trade value after you get him. If you have somebody else lined up. I imagine yeah. there's a lot of teams that would feel like that guy would be valuable to them. Yeah, I just don't think he he fits on the text. And I understand that that point of view. You know, I and yeah, and so, you know, Adrian asked the same thing. So yeah, if you have a deal lined up, absolutely. But uh, you're also, yeah, and and I have to look at the cap ramifications of taking on that contract and then trading it. Because uh, I honestly don't know. Hey, can I uh, do a giveaway real quick? Please. Uh, at five twenty-five, we're going to take caller three to. Black Bear Diner, the family diner that offers a one-of-a-kind experience in home-style comfort food classics, is currently open for curbside pickup, delivery, and dine-in in the Houston area. Um, 713-780-3776. You're going to win a $25 gift card to feed their inner bear with scrumptious menu items like breakfast plates, fish tacos, house-made meatloaf. Boy, that sounds good. And much more. Visit BlackBearDiner.com and view all the delicious menu offerings, hours, and more. So... Yeah, I you know I was reading today they're opening a conservatory right next door to us here, uh, where the Roxy used to be. Oh, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, like a like uh, a bunch of food, food places, including a beer bar, what a cocktail bar? Boy, we're we going to be getting be getting loaded before the show. To make Not friends, to, make friends with the bartender down there. Oh, no kidding! And uh, people ask them why why wouldn't you? T- I don't want to get into that argument again. I just I don't think it makes sense from the Texans' perspective unless you have another person to move him to. Uh, and and the, actually, the, the Panthers could do that. They could get extra picks 
for McCaffrey. Yeah, they yeah. could do that. Yeah. Let's see. Chris wants to wait. Or defensive players for him, if that's what you want. Well, that's, you that's what I, I need is defensive players and picks. Offensive Chris. line wouldn't be bad either. You, know, you, could use, you could use a guard or two. Chris, you're on the blitz. Go. Yeah, got you there. Yep. Hey. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, you just got done talking about that one of you gentlemen. I'm sorry. I can't remember your name. Explain why McCaffrey would not be a good fit for the Texans when they have horrible running backs to begin with. Well, I, think I what, thought the goal was to get better. I, I think what he's saying is that like, Christian McCaffrey would be great for a team that was good. But Christian McCaffrey on this roster is not going to make them good because they've got too many other problems. He's much better than what they have. There's no question. And uh, But you're also taking a guy coming off a major injury who has a big contract. And he's not – that. that's the kind of guy that you want to be a piece of a winning team. If you make that deal with them, you're not going to be a winner for a while. And, and running backs have short shelf lives. And guess what? If he's still here in three years – when maybe you're getting to eight and eight again, what good has that done you? It just it, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Um, and yeah, if you can flip him, great. But uh, I, I think there's, I think you'd have better offers from teams like the Jets and Dolphins, and I'd r- much rather have those deals that, that have high draft picks as opposed to the eighth pick of the draft. Because a Mac Jones is going to be what you get with the eighth pick of the draft. Eh, I'll pass. Yeah, same. Not for me. Uh, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN plus. I mean, I I just I worry about running backs coming off injuries, no matter how great they are, um, because we see it, we've seen it year in year out from the Todd Gurleys of the world, uh, even Zeke Elliott. And two years ago, would you not have given a small child for Zeke Elliott? Yeah, and it, it just it, it's such a it short, ends in a hurry. It's a short shelf life deal. That's why what Derrick Henry's done now over the last few years is pretty amazing. The fact that he's held up this long. Well, especially the way that he runs. Yeah, he should be dead by now. I mean, Christian McCaffrey doesn't. He, he they don't use him the way they the, the Titans use Derrick Henry. And if you said which one's going to last longer, I'd say, oh, Christian McCaffrey's going to last longer. But yeah, Derrick Henry is. He he may be an Adrian Peterson esque exception to rules. Of course, he's still got a long way to go too. Yeah, you know, he's holding up right now. But would would any of us be shocked if that stopped? No. Next season? No, no. I, I kind of thought it would happen this year because of the way he kind of wore down in the playoffs a year before, but it didn't. So you should screen calls by asking people what your names are first. I, I, uh, if you, I don't know your name, then you're, you're just being disrespectful. I'm, I'm sure that's all it was. He was just trying to be disrespectful. If you don't know, you don't ask. I said, I don't know. Just say, I don't know who said it, but yeah, but that's okay. How much money would it take for either of you if the Texans offer you the GM job for one year? Zero percent chance. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I would do, and and I'll, I'll throw this out there for the public. If Janice McNair wants a, a chairman and CEO who can fix this team, pun on Cal, you give me that job uh, for one year, pay me twenty million dollars, <laughs> and I guarantee you, I will fix the whole mess. In two I think years. you'd be the highest paid team president in the league. Well, no, I'd be the chairman and CEO. So technically, I'm taking over what the oh, okay. the owner's role, right? Except I'm not going to own it. So twenty million dollars, and you won't take any of the profits. No, I don't want the profits. Okay. Well, I mean, I do want a percentage of the Easterby jersey sales. <laughs> yeah, right, well, I'll undercut Fred. I'll do that job for two million dollars. Yeah, the difference is I'll do it better. Maybe so. 
So Fred will be a better I'm, negotiator. I'm worth it. I'm just saying you you always you always have to come in with these low numbers for stuff. And and, and I'm trying to get work. Yeah, well, listen, listen. We're like the two guys standing outside Home Depot, and you're saying I want twenty an hour, and I say I'll take I'll take ten an hour. They're gonna I'm gonna load up in the back of that pickup truck, buddy. Well, you're while well, you're loading, you're gonna be still standing there at Home Depot. No, while you're loading up on the back of the pickup truck, I'm owning the Texans because <laughs> you you so. you went for the twenty bucks, and I'm like I'm not standing out here to do this. So you gotta aim you gotta aim higher, man. You you gotta you gotta take your shots. It, 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 it's like anything else. Like when we used to joke about, well, if you pay me X amount of dollars, I'll leave radio. And you're, oh, I'll take this. It's like you always ask for the big price because guess what? Somebody might just say yes. They might. And and if they don't, then maybe you come down a little bit. But I, I would never, ever go into anything saying, you know, would I take $2 million? Yes. But if I go in saying I want 20 and and they give me 10 you've already took your $2 million. And I'm I'm getting an extra eight million dollars just because I didn't come in at two million dollars. That's, That's true. all. You always you always got to start well over. It's just like trading with these teams. I'm always gonna say, all right, if you want the guy, here's what it's gonna take, knowing that I'll take less than that. And they know that. That's 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 how negotiations work. All right. Well, I'm wondering if Tiger Woods needs to call my man, lawyer Dave. Wow. What a deal. That guy should not be driving his own car, I don't think. For goodness <laughs> sakes, what a wreck. Yeah, Blitzers, if you get in any kind of a wreck, or you did over the last week with the terrible weather, give me a call, Lawyer Dave, at 713-626-8900. Give me a call. I'll give you a consult for free, and if we work together, you don't have to pay any money up front. Well, yeah, especially if if, if you were sliding on the ice and you hit something and you did some damage to your car. Uh, or, or somebody else slid into you, you take care of all that. We do. And the, the important thing to remember, Blitz, is if you get in any kind of a wreck, if you're, if you're able to, take some photographs before the cars are moved. That's really important. It's my job to take care of you, the Blitzers, and fight against the insurance companies that are trying to deny you your rightful money you deserve when you get hurt. Well, and, and Tiger was obviously hurt, and he could afford to go to a hospital, but what if you can't afford to go to a doctor? That's a, good, a very good point. If if you get hurt and you can't afford to get to a doctor, I'll get you to one without any money up front. And if you don't have a car because your car has been crashed, I'll get you transportation back and forth in a place somewhere near you. We got them all over the Harris County, Montgomery County, everywhere. All right, Dave, let them know how they can get in touch with you. You can call me at 713-626-8900 or email me at lawyerdave.com or tweet me. At Lawyer Dave Law. And Fred, I got to say, it's a disturbing thought. You standing in the uh, Home Depot parking lot with a stick in your hand. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to scare people off. That's all. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? And, and as a matter of fact, you guys can always hit me up on Twitter. Somebody did on Sunday that needed Lawyer Dave. You can just, if you can't remember the numbers, always hit me up and I'll put you in touch. So uh, if Tiger Woods needs a lawyer, what does he do? He had better dial Dave. Anywhere but Austin on Friday night. That's where the Reroad brothers play. And she'll be out. Behold the king. The king of kings. You 
Japanese dog. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And you know what that music means. He's the star of radio on Sunday mornings, TV on Sunday nights, newspapers. Pretty much the star of everything. The legendary Jerome Solomon joins us. And, uh, Jerome, are you mourning the death of Tiger Woods like uh, everyone else? See, see, that's not funny. Sure it is. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's... I Listen, I, I get the initial, oh my goodness, what is it? But I'm always immediately, well, let me find out what it is. And then I'll operate from there. In fact, uh, well, you know how newspaper business works. I'm, I'm writing today, a column today, and they're asking, hey, man, do you really want to switch to Tiger? I said, yeah, if he dies or, you know, if it's, <laughs> we get news later on that, you know, he's not going to walk again or something, you know, yeah, really, some, yeah. really, yeah, I mean, sad as that would be. Yeah, obviously, that's the story. And they're like, well, that would be an A1. And I was like, well, yeah, that would be. But, um, but, and I, I, won't say I know his agent, but we've emailed each other back and forth for many years. Name drop. And, um, and I could be wrong, but when you put out a statement that a guy is injured and is in surgery, but you don't even use the word major or serious. Yeah. I, like, as, as, as I told our, one of our sports editors when we were discussing this, I was like, I don't want to write a column about Tiger in a car accident. And then he walks out of the hospital tomorrow with crutches and he holds a press conference outside the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's still very possible. You know, multiple leg injuries could be a broken leg and a, and a deep cut, you know, or it could be complete, completely crushed legs and he'll never walk. We don't know that. So until we know that let's relax, but the, you better send the text to his agent. Yeah. The reports that is non life threatening, that lets you know okay you can we can we'll deal with the aftermath but let's get to the aftermath first yeah right now the only column is boy tiger Woods sucks at driving see I mean, well what this is like his thir- <laughs> third one now right of course i, I mean yes you, you could argue thought, that his wife caused the first one sure i thought you were doing a play on on his driving no no like he's only no you know, no i, I mean he rakes on the tour no of, i mean he literally driver. he literally sucks driving a car <laughs> But yeah. that's what made that's what made that so bad. It's, it's the combination. Like he's not been driving well in recent years. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. That's and apparently, from my understanding of the description of this, uh, it is you know one of those downhill curvature roads that you run into in California that we don't have out here in Houston for darn sure. Mm. And if you come down at the wrong speed wrong place you, you could you could take a tumble you know especially, um, especially if you're getting serviced by a denny's waitress i was gonna say driving. so what i what i heard about the uh the mcdonald's employee crawling away from the scene of the accident <laughs> the blonde hair with the hairnet and everything else the ugly this, chick. this was no uh oh man what's that i, I lost the name right I, mean, I hadn't thought of it beforehand but, but uh what, what's the uh louisville Oh, uh, Bobby Arkansas Petrino. Coach. Yeah, this is not a Petrino, is it? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, crawl away, crawl away. <laughs> like, you know, it's like that. That would be hilarious. But no, he he apparently he's on his way to do a uh, a commercial and play some golf with Drew Brees and 
and had to be there at eight and this happened at seven fifteen or something. So, you know, but hey, you know, how, how you crappy know. is that if you're like all week long you're thinking, Oh man, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play around with Tiger and then he gets into a freaking car wreck on the way there. I'd be pissed. Uh, yeah, it, and it's even worse in a certain sense because it's uh, they're there and it, they're shooting something for a commercial or whatever, or some TV program or something. And all the producers, they're overly confident in Tiger. He's not one of those stars who, you know, is, you know, so full of himself that he shows up late or, you know, doesn't take care of business. He always shows up early, especially to play golf, because he has to show you how good he is because he's that good. And so they were just telling Drew, hey, man, no, he's coming. He's always here. He'll be early. He'll get here. And they started really freaking out, that, you know, in that sense from, from what I've seen. Uh, but, yeah, it's yeah, if you're going to play with Tiger, I, hey, I'm mad at Tiger for messing around and getting into a playoff at uh, Torrey Pines in the, <laughs> the 08 Open because my tee time on that course the next day was the exact time that he and Rocco Media teed off in their playoff, and you got to you got to play with him. I got to walk with him. Oh. Well, I walked. <laughs> I walked with his ex wife for half the the round, but I was not pleased. Oh. Trust me, because I, I could have been playing instead of having to write a, an entirely another story. It's great story. I mean, I was yeah. He limped around and was, beat that dude. And, dude was and no dude one's was in some pain, and no one's heard of Rocco Media ever since. Yeah, <laughs> Rocco disappeared. <laughs> Rocco's really cool though; he was funny and all that. But man, Tiger was Tiger was hurting, and uh, and you know his his golf coach Ledbetter told us, "Man, this dude is like his ACL is gone, and he's gonna play anyway." And like, we'll y'all save that till the you know till he misses the cut <laughs> or wins it, and and he won it. Of course, it was it, it was one of the most amazing. Uh, athletic feats i've seen as much as you want to call golf athletics so uh, much so, more of a skill than that but so now that uh the texans have signed buddy howell uh now we can say that they're on they're basically on the right path right they're heading in the right direction now everything's looking up see you're one of those people that don't appreciate the 75th man on the six on the 53 man roster see, right you, <laughs> You don't appreciate that everybody on the team has a role to play. And so right. th- they're getting there. That's step that's step one. Like that's, I just want them to get some good players. Is that too much to ask for a football that's team? Really to- not too much to ask. I, like they have it, one and he doesn't want to be there, but like how about get another one just in case that one leaves? You, you know, we have joke about this, but you know what would would really you be you'd be yelling right now and arguing for it, even if it's a guy off the street who may not ever be a player but if they hired somebody with well, or fire, or signed somebody with some potential that has like an arrest record or something you know or you know a couple of marijuana arrests you know, some trouble in his background you'd be like okay they're actually yeah. trying to get better yeah I, I, <laughs> wait what are the titans going to get rid of that guy that Isaiah Wilson guy who's like driving his car into concrete walls and stuff and ju- like threatening to jump off balconies like yeah bring him on yeah i like a that, guy like that but that's how sad it is for the Texans that you're looking for. You're not looking for them to do something right. You're looking for them to just show they're trying to win. Yeah, which is crazy. Like they are trying to win, right? No, are they, no, are, no. Clearly not. I just think they're just so bad at this. Like Fred, you, yesterday you guys were talking and you were like, "Oh no, there's there's a way to to improve and get better faster." There's absolutely zero belief in the people running it to be able to pull it off. 
I mean, I, I have no confidence in their ability to do anything right, let alone all the things they have to do right to become a good team in the next couple of years. It's it could be it could be ugly. Well, it really could. Be. And I was kind of hoping Casario would be the adult in the room, but you know, so far, and I'm looking at this guy going, dude, he got hired by two dumbs. Maybe he's just another dumb. Um, I, I'm going to give him a little more leash than that, but you're right. He hasn't showed me anything to, that I would defend him right now other than, well, he just got here, but, and, and this is my one thing that I will put on them in terms of dealing with Deshaun Watson. Since the report came that Deshaun was dissatisfied, they haven't made any move except for if you want to count this one of keeping Tim Kelly as the quarterback's coach or whatever. They haven't made any other move that you could say, oh, they did that to make Deshaun happy. So they can tell Deshaun, look what we did for you. They're just making moves like he's like he's not a factor. And it's a weird that's that's not the right approach. You know what I mean? That's not that's not how you that's not how you approach you know, a, a partner or significant other who wants out, you don't just keep hanging out at night. <laughs> you you come in early for a while to, you know, say, see, I'm trying to make this, I'm trying to make this relationship work. They don't even seem to be trying to make this relationship work. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sending him strippers and porn stars and everything <laughs> else and trying to, trying to get him happy. Man, Jack Easterby is sending him Bible verses, dude. <laughs> well, that, that's part of your problem. What would you rather have, stripper or Bible verse? The stripper who tells Reads me about Bible, Bible verse. verse yeah. yeah okay. Yes. Yes, Lord. Hey, what was your favorite <laughs> Senio Calamete mo- moment with the Texans? Oh, man. There was the one time, I'm sorry, the 322 times that he missed the block. That was that was nice. Was that just last year or is that career? I, I, that, <laughs> I'm, I didn't track the whole season last year because, you know, coronavirus slowed oh, me down. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... It, it, when you really and AJ has really went off on this, and and I dis I agree with you, AJ, on the roster as it is. I just know that the way the NFL works, they they've got a team that wins six to eight games. That's when you have a quarterback, you win six to eight games with nothing else. But boy, when you look up and down their roster, they really do have nothing else. Like, <laughs> it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's I, you can't even defend it. You're like, well. How, and you go, how did you get here from where you were? I mean, we were dogging the roster four years ago when they had some players. And J.J. was I mean, he was injured, but he was four years younger and way better than he is now. And uh, Merciless was way better than he is now. And Clowney was there with some potential to be good. And they had some actual cornerbacks, J.J. and Kareem, who could play. And None of that now. It's like, how did, how did you go from there to here so quickly? It's 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 fascinating. I'm I'm writing something on the Rockets today, and it's kind of the same thing, but it's harder to do in football, I think, than basketball. But you know, the Rockets are in the middle of an eight-game losing streak, and they had a whatever it was. I I, I got it here, seventeen-game winning streak, just only three years ago. The only two players from that team here now, PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon, and it's like. How do you go from where you were then when you had the best record in the league and middle of a long winning streak and you're threatening to beat the Warriors and then three years later, you don't have any of those players still on the team? And and it's not like you replaced them with better players. I've seen it happen before. Uh, When I was in the Army, my roommate, 
I had a roommate for a short time uh, near the end of my time in the year. I don't remember what Madden it was, like the, the one with Dante Culpepper on it. I think it was like Madden 02. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was he was stinky, and I hated him being in my room. And uh, I got onto his Madden uh, franchise and traded away all his players for just garbage guys and then saved oh, it. That's so cool. when he got back on, he had no idea that I had done it. And he was furious because you couldn't trade back for those guys because the computer wouldn't even allow such trades to happen. Uh, but that's oh. the, that's the only way I've ever seen it happen. It's intentional sabotage. It's got that's the, the only way to, that it could be possible. It's crazy, and and we we can dog the Astros all we want about everything that's going on, but they still have a pretty much. They've got a large portion of the World Series guys. I mean, they've they've lost a couple. Obviously, Springer's gone, but Verlander's hurt. But they and, and Cole wasn't even on World Series team, so. The Astros are still there, but man, the Rockets and and Texans from where they were just three years ago, not even the same franchises. It's no. it's amazing, and and not even the friend. I mean, I think the Rockets will figure it out because I, I I do believe in Rafael Stone to a certain extent till he shows that he doesn't know what he's doing. But the, the Texans don't even give you an indication that three years from now they'll flip things around. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, your big move is to bring in David Cully. Okay, n- nice call, Nick. Let's see how that works for you. All right. Culture t- guy. Uh, tell tell everybody uh, all the ways that they can absorb your content, sir. Oh, the most important thing. Check us out Sunday mornings, 8 o'clock here on uh, ESPN. We, I, we we have fun. It's it's a it's a really fun show, and uh, Rachel and Lauren carry me along, and I'm just here for the ride, even though uh, a lot of our – regulars are acting like i'm a pimp and they work for me it's it's not quite like that i'm i'm just there you know holding their hands and letting them lead the way and and obviously on tv at&t sportsnet on every day basically it's on our texas sports nation in depth and sunday nights on channel two on kprc at 11 o'clock texas sports nation it's good stuff a lot of this week uh on the show i'm gonna have a uh a, I'm bringing in an expert mediator to mediate the dispute between uh, Cal McNair and Deshaun Watson, and I'm going to bring them together. Can or I, a, I'm going to attempt to. Can I? Can I play the role of Cal McNair? Uh, thank <laughs> you, ja, Rome Solo um, Mon Solo Mon. There, there is there is going to be a part there where uh, my uh, my mediator tells him uh, you can't read. Stop reading! Stop reading from from that little note that your mother gave you. And, uh, it's 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 gonna be bad. I'm telling you now that they're gonna ban me from relying at some point if I keep harassing them like this. But that's all right. I'll oh, go out. I'll go out. I, I Jerome, it's nothing compared to what they're taking from everybody else. Believe I, well, me. So. But my point is, dude, I'm trying to get banned right now. Right, they're, you they're, should. They're, they're not worth my time. Uh, just at all. just keep quoting one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, and you'll get banned. So there's that. All right, man. Thanks, thanks again. We'll talk to you Shout next week. Shout out to the fish. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the way out here, football's not over at 550. Uh, caller 5 to 713-780-3776 wins a pair of tickets to the State Fair Classic Spring Game at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. See one of the fiercest rivalries in swag football history as the Prairie View Panthers take on the Grambling Tigers Saturday, March 13th in the Dallas Cotton Bowl Stadium. And uh, for the HBCU fans, enjoy a live halftime concert featuring R&B group Drew Hill. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. So did they move that game back? Yeah, they moved it to March 13th. Okay, so March It was supposed 13th. to be this Saturday. They had to move it for a while. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.
This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. And um, we were talking about, how, yeah, I, I would be happy to run the Texans for $10 million. It's easy for you to say you can do the job from afar, especially with a little history or experience of sports management. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I, I don't know if I could run or not, but I'll tell you what I would do. Go and get the best people and give them the tools to do their job, which is what I've done in every other business I've been in. I get the best possible people. And if you're a good, if you're a truly good owner of a team or a manager, it, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that. Do you think Bob Kraft is a, was because he's smart enough to know that he's got Bill Belichick. You think Bob Kraft is getting in there and making draft picks and stuff? No, you, you get the best people, you surround yourself with good people, and you turn them loose. And that's it. That's, that's the secret to, to fixing any business. I, I, like, if I went in there tomorrow, I mean, first off, I'm dropping a nuclear bomb on everybody they just hired and starting from scratch and bringing in the best available people and letting them do their jobs. I think you're getting overworked because we know exactly who texted that in. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> Yeah, well, me, I'm willing to bet if if we could look up that number. Oh, we could. I'm sure we could, but I'm. Oh, I'm, I have I'm, a feeling it's somebody over I, there. I'm not going to do it, but you know what? That, that's okay. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's not easy when you create a screwed up environment. You know, that's the thing. If you've created a bad environment, then it's hard. It's hard to fix it. And once people start turning on you, then it's a difficult spot to be in. That's why you have to bring in somebody new. And you, you, you know what? Like here, here's here's what I would do. Like, uh, I would bring in, I would bring in some advisors, that, special advisors, special, advi- the special best, advisors, the best. But like, what's John Dorsey doing right now? I don't know. How about uh, assistant to the uh, general manager? You bring that guy in. You have some insight from him. If you do well, he's going to get a GM job next year. And if you don't do well, guess what? Nick, didn't work out. I got a guy right here I can move in. Okay. How about I bring in Jim Caldwell as an offensive consultant? No. Because if Tim Kelly doesn't work out? You already have that guy, Josh McCown. Uh, I don't know if Josh McCown. your offensive consultant. I don't, know, I don't know anything about him. He's hired. Uh-huh. But I also want a guy who's called plays in the league before. All right. Well, just in case Tim Kelly doesn't work this out. This why you ain't getting that job. I'm just You're saying. Taking out all the guys that Cal likes. Well, that's why I'm, I'm replacing Cal. <laughs> oh, okay. And then what happens when you replace somebody? You try to bring in the exact opposite, right? Yes. And um, and you know what? If the the opposite of a chubby guy with a mustache is a chubby guy without, without a mustache. mustache, exactly, and a giant beak, and. You know, now that I think of it that way, you're the exact opposite of Cal. And I could, you know, I could befriend Hannah McNair. It could all happen. Oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> you got her husband fired. Uh, no, no, he, he's still making all the money. Okay. I'm just, I'm just fixing his mess. 
Could you imagine the first meeting between me and uh, and Jesus Easterby? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fred, do you remember when Jesus walked on water? Like, well, brother, I don't care what you're walking on. Just walk right out that door. It can be water. It can be wood. I don't care. Okay, let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. All right. Uh, archaeologists were working on a road upgrade in uh, Italy. All right. And they found an artifact. Uh, an ancient relic, as a matter of fact. 2,000 years old. All right. And uh, it was a giant rock with a penis carved into it. Makes sense. So they found a 2,000-year-old We've been Roman obsessed penis. with that for a long time, all right? Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. As a culture. It, it just, just goes to show that even 2,000... Well, the Romans we know, right, from all the stories. Oh, yeah. Caligula and all those guys, they were all banging anything that would move. Uh, but, yeah, they uh, if you're going to dig up an archaeological archaeological find... Why not a penis? Uh, it was seen as an important image of strength and virility in the Roman world. Isn't that kind of every world? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so n- next time you're out digging around, you might find a penis that's 2,000 years old. That's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. Asterix said Jack would love Fred. He could get firsthand accounts of what Jesus was like when Fred and him went to school together. <sighs> Guys, that was junior high. I don't even remember it. Come on. A long time ago. Boy, I would. I just would love to have. I'd love to have that conversation with, with Jesus Easter. And, and by the way, Jesus, you're welcome on this show anytime. I, I, I would love to have a, a real conversation with you. Did you ever see the movie uh, Alexander with Colin Farrell? Sounds familiar. It, there, I know that's Greek versus Roman, but same kind of era 2,000 years ago. Yeah, they, they stole each other's gods. Right. Like the, yeah, it's all. It's a lot of penis and, and dude butts in that movie. Yeah, oh, too a, much. Yeah. And I don't care which way you roll, but it's too much for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. You don't need that much nudity in any movie. Yeah. By the way, I, I watched a movie last night. What'd you watch? The Little Things, starring Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and what's his name? Rami Malik, the guy from. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it's that. It's on HBO now? Yeah. Pretty sure I watched that. Okay. It's, 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 it hasn't been out long, but it's. Uh, um. Like where Denzel's a cop. Yeah. And, the, and Jared Leto's the creepy bad guy. It sounds very familiar. Okay. Well, I mean, it, you, I mean, you, if you'd watched it, it would have had to been in like the last week. So you'd. I know, but I drank a lot this week and oh, watched geez. a lot. Okay. Uh, I also you'd be the worst movie reviewer ever. Well, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of times like because the, the, oh, the other night it, I was wasted. No, the other night I was watching something. Oh yeah, I've already seen this. I was drunk. That uh, happens. The, but I did watch. Uh, I care a lot. Uh, Peter, I want to watch that. Peter Dinklage. Is uh, it good? Yeah, it's pretty damn dark. Okay. It's right up my alley. Uh, so I, I think you'd. Enjoy I was it. choosing between that and the little things, and I chose. Uh, I chose. I chose, I chose you the chose little to things. Go small. It happens. 
Although I care a lot, apparently, as Peter Dinklage in it. So. Which is very small. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. All right, quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 925. ESPN 97.5.